Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite. TickPick should be your first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for Vegas Nation and Blue Wire Network. Vegas Nation sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $100 when you sign up. It's time for another Vegas Nation podcast. You're listening to the Raiders postgame edition. I kind of went into the halftime and um, talked to the coaches and I was like, let me get in the rhythm. Just, just give me a chance to, you know what I'm saying, uh, to, to play the style of ball that I want to play. Um, in the offensive line, we all came to agreement. Um, we went out there and did it and executed. You had an illness. You didn't feel great this week. So we, mm-hmm. did you even surprise yourself not getting winded? Uh, yeah, man. I mean, I don't know. Uh, last game, I really it was a it was a game time decision for me to even play in the game. And um, I told them I, they were trying to keep me out the game, and I told them there's no way with um, uh, um, what we trying to accomplish, like trying to get to the playoffs. There's no way I'm not gonna play in this game. Um, so I played in that game. I mean, the next few days, I probably lost like 10 pounds that week. Um, it was just one of them things where I mentally, I just, I just wanted to, you know, what I'm saying, be out there and be with the guys. Um, so coming in today, that's why I was kind of like, I, I didn't know how I was going, uh, going to be. Um, but we kind of just put our head down and uh, we, we battled. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Vegas Nation post game edition. It's your host here, Heidi Fang, joined with Adam Hill and. Our esteemed colleagues here, Ed Graney as well. We're brought to you by STN Station Casinos. Don't forget, download that mobile app today and get a bonus of up to $100 when you sign up. We're also presented to you by TickPick with Blue Wire. All right, Raiders, second win in a row here, this time at Allegiant Stadium against the Broncos. 17-13, the final score. Uh, we're going to get into this, but first off the top there, you heard from Josh Jacobs talking about how he felt before the game. Ed, you asked that question to Josh Jacobs, who was sick. They weren't going to give him a chance to play. Said he has a record day for himself. First over 100-yard game in quite some time. What was your take on Josh Jacobs' performance and how it led the Raiders to this W? Well, the second half, he led them to the W. The first half, he didn't. The first half, he had a uh, critical fumble that led to three points for the Broncos. Um, But, you know, I mean... a lot of times during his career, he's had two straight thousand yard uh, seasons, but this time of year, he kind of gets worn down and, and uh, feels tired. He didn't look like it today in the second half. You know, he'd, he'd been ill under the weather, like you said, missing practice time, but to do what he did in the second half, especially that first drive, I know Adams has a story in the paper about it tomorrow, that first drive of the second half where they went 75 yards in nine plays, he's carried the ball seven times for 57 yards in the drive. Uh, a great drive by him. And they set a tone, you know, look, he hasn't been great this year. Um, Adam and I looked up, he was 26 out of about 60, 28 out of 62 pro football focus ranking, which means kind of middle of the pack average guy. He's ran run behind a horrible offensive line for the most part, although the offensive line was really good in that one drive to open the second half. So he hasn't been great. I don't think he'll hit a thousand yards, obviously this year. So it'll be the first time in his career he didn't do that. But for this game in the second half, he took him on his back and and, and they kind of rode him. So uh, good for him. And uh, I don't know if they 
win the game without him. Yeah, there are a lot of question marks coming into this game with the team having a lot of guys on the COVID-19 reserve list. Brian Edwards and Marcus Mariota both were kind of, I think, uh, to, that happened the, today as we were arriving at Allegiant. I happened to see it. So that wasn't something that I was aware of uh, leading up until today. So, um, Adam, how do you think this team responded with being down and elevating guys like Nathan Peterman and Dylan Stoner from the practice squad to, to the roster? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's something that everybody's dealing with. And you know, I don't think anybody's going to say or going to feel bad for the Raiders when last week, you know, they and their fans were like, well, the Browns didn't have 22 starters. Who cares? You have to play the game. Yeah, exactly. You have to play the game with whoever's out there. And, and teams are going through it all over, uh, all over the league. The Raiders are going to get probably a break next week and playing the Colts who are pretty decimated by COVID right now, including their best defensive player. Who's not going to be able to play in that game. And who knows who, how far that spreads just like who knows how far it spreads with the Raiders. So uh, everybody's got to adapt. Now the Raiders did it last week. Nate Hobbs went on the list in the morning, uh, basically missed him again today on defense because he was mostly just playing special teams. Um, but teams are impacted and, and they're, uh, they're dealing with it, not only injuries at this time of year, but also uh, the COVID situation. But I thought uh, the Raiders, you know, response wasn't great early in the game. They, they dominated the game, only led 7 nothing. I thought they were, um, it was pretty big for them to get that touchdown to Hunter Renfro because they had dominated a game that was 0-0. So you look up and you're like, well, why is it 0-0? Why is the game still tied here mid-second second, second period, second quarter, uh, when you're, you know, when you're dominating a football game? But then, disaster at the end of the first half, and that's where you really saw the good response. The Raiders could have gone into halftime and completely folded. The entire crowd is booing them off the field. Uh, just could not have gone any worse the last two minutes of the first half. And then they come out with maybe their best drive of the year. I mean, Derek Carr said that's the best drive of Josh Jacobs' career, uh, and he's been the quarterback for almost every one of those drives. Uh, that, that was impressive, but it was also on the offensive line, who I think were challenged a little bit. Nobody. It, it actually makes me laugh because I think two people we asked said – the talk in the locker room was nothing. There was no talk. And then, you know, Josh Jacobs was like, we were mad. And I went to them and I said, we got to go do something. Like, it, it's it's always perspective and it's always what people want to say. Uh, but, yeah, you hear that the team goes in the locker room. They're not happy with how the first half ended. How could they be? And uh, they come out and, like we said, could go either way. And it went the right way for the Raiders. And now, uh, you know, as Hunter Renfro said, we needed a drive to save the season. And they got it. I think it, I think it would lean with it was the latter, the way that they came out. They seemed like they had got fired up in the talk during halftime and came out with a game plan to beat the Broncos, who also had an offense that was on life support. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater out, Drew Locke, yeah, you know, not that great of a game manager. Uh, Ed, what did you think of the Broncos' performance and the offensive side of the ball, being that they were without some of their key players as well? They were out key players, but when you run for 18 yards, you're horrible. Yeah. So Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater, I, I, you know, I don't know how different it is with Teddy Bridgewater, but if you can't run the ball, I mean, completely at all, then Drew Locke is obviously not good enough to win a game by himself. Uh, I thought he liked, you know, looked like Drew Locke uh, throwing downfield sometimes. It had no chances. He completed a few balls. But again, the Raiders knew. I, I thought the Raiders defensively were terrific. I think they've won the last two games for them. Um, Crosby was a, uh, terrific today. Uh, Desmond Trufant actually led them in tackles. Denzel Perryman came back after being injured. He had second most tackles with five. So they just couldn't run the ball. Denver just couldn't run the ball against Raiders. And once that happened, then you just kind of pin the ears back and go. And, you know, Drew Locke's just not good enough. So credit the Raiders defense, obviously. An A in the report card in the newspaper tomorrow. Big A or a C for completely dominating. And the A's this time not being abysmal and atrocious. No, it is not. <laughs> An A is a real A this time um, for uh, for the defense. Um, they've been great. For Gus Bradley's awesome. units have been awesome. 
uh, A for awesome. Uh, so, yeah, I thought Denver was a team that's not going to make the playoffs and by the looks of them today should not make the playoffs. Well, we're going to take a quick break right here. And when we come back, we'll hear from head coach Rich Passaccia, who had some words about the defense and their performance. So stay tuned right here when we come back on the Vegas Nation postgame edition. <laughs> Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite. Raiders football is finally back and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Raiders tickets anymore because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. Now led under interim head coach Rich Bisaccia, everyone's going to want to see how the Raiders season continues to unfold and if they are in fact a playoff bound team. That's why you've got to visit TickPick.com slash Vegas Nation today to save $10 on your first order of Raiders tickets. The only thing I want to start with is just our defense. I mean, I there's really haven't come up with a word yet to describe it. Um, First and foremost, I'd say it was outstanding. It was phenomenal. It was awesome. It was relentless, um, competitive effort, down in and down in and down in and down in. And um, can't, can't say enough about how excited we are about the way our defense played. I think we gave up 18 rushing yards in, in the entire game. Um, they, they kept us in it the whole day. We lost Brian Edwards this morning to COVID. I had a great conversation with Deshaun before the game, and I told him you know, to put on his 22-year-old cleats today. And um, he certainly did that. He stepped up. You can see the pro that he is, uh, the way in which he went about his business all week. Um, but certainly what he had to do today to come in and step in in the role where he played a lot of plays for us, not only in the pass game, but in the run game. And then for him and Derek to start um, connecting like they did, it was, it was big for us. Welcome back to the Vegas Nation postgame edition. It's Heidi Fang, Adam Hill, Ed Graney. We're breaking down the Raiders win over the Broncos. The Raiders now keeping their playoff hopes alive, though. I've read, Adam, 33% is the number that they're given right now with the Colts coming up. What are your thoughts on that number and the chances? You talked about the Colts there missing their best defensive player. What do you think the chances are that they can actually take a win in Indianapolis? Well, I mean, this season is crazy. Uh, so I think you start off by saying that anything can happen. Of course, the NFL, anything can happen. But this season in particular, I mean, you've seen, you know, good teams lose to horrific teams. You saw, um, you know, the Chiefs were losing to people earlier in the season. Now they're dominating everyone. And uh, the Bills losing to the Jaguars. Now they're winning the AFC East. The Chargers go on the road and get blown out by the Texans. Like, it's impossible to predict anything. So you don't say, you know, you, know, you don't say there's no chance. Obviously, being an eight and a half point, nine point underdog on the road uh, in the NFL uh, is a not a great possibility. It's not 50-50. It's far less than a 50-50 chance to go on the road and win in that scenario. But, you know, Raiders have defied things before. They've overcome things before, and crazy things have happened. And, and the Colts, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with them. And not to say the Raiders' only chance is if there's a massive COVID outbreak with the Colts, but 
it's something to monitor. The Colts have had several guys go on the list the last couple of days. If that continues to spread and we, you know, understand that there's several unvaccinated players there, you know, who knows what happens this week? Who, hey, Jonathan Taylor is the best player in the league right now. Let's say he gets COVID. Like all of a sudden now you're you're talking about having a better chance. Carson Wentz, I believe, is unvaccinated. What happens if he gets COVID? Like those things can happen. And, and that opens the door. But even if everybody's at full strength, the Raiders have to believe and they should believe that they can go on the road and win this game. I happen to believe the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC right now. I know a lot of analytics people would agree with that. Uh, but again, you have to go on the field and play the game. And by the way, if you believe you're a playoff team, who do you think you're going to be playing in the playoffs? You're going to be playing on the road against a team like the Colts. So if, if you want to get there, these are the kind of games you have to win. And it's right in front of them. The Raiders now, against all odds, going into this weekend to control their own destiny. If they win their last two games, they're in the playoffs. Even if they go one and one, there's an outside chance that they can still sneak into the playoffs. So uh, everything's in their hands. They've got a game in front of them. They know what they have to do. They have to go on the road and win a very, very, very tough game. There in that soundbite we heard on the coming back from Rich Bisaccia, he had mentioned uh Deshaun Jackson saying that he told him to put on his 22-year-old cleats today. He got uh, four uh, catches, 44 yards. Hunter Renfro also involved in the mix. But, Ed, when you think about this offense, how much are they missing a guy like Darren Waller? And can they win against a team like the Colts with the offensive output that they had, uh, you know, with uh, the receivers that they did have in play today? Yeah, I mean, he's one of the best players in the world at his position, so they're definitely missing him. Um you know, I, I agree with Adam. I think it's a really tough game to go win, uh, not only because of offensively. They've been under – you know, the, the, and like I said, Adam wrote about it. That first drive of the second half was really, really good. But let's be honest, they've been very uh, underwhelming offensively. They've won the last two weeks because of their defense. So they go on the road, and let's say Jonathan Taylor is not in COVID and he's actually completely healthy along with Carson Wentz. That's a really, really uh, – tough game to win to try to outscore that team in Indianapolis. And they have to be a lot better offensively, the Raiders, I mean, than they have been the last few weeks and, and of late. Um, you know, Waller obviously would help a ton, but I look, I'm going to believe Darren Waller's back when I see him on the field. It's gotten to the point now of a Richie Incognito situation where each week is like, well, 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 and we never saw him again after week two. So if Darren Waller's back, great. He'll obviously help them a lot. But again, I'm I'm of the, the opinion right now to where unless we see him on the field, I don't think anyone should be counting on Darren Waller. Yeah, and Adam, the three turnovers that they had today, there were two fumbles, one interception. Those aren't uh, typically stories that have the outcome of a win when you hear three turnovers. There's usually not a win at the end of that. Um, what did you see in those turnovers that um, could be things that they can clean up that can pre be prevented in the future? Well, I mean, you have to... Each one is is individual, and they all three turnovers were very very different today. Yeah, uh, for sure. One of them, I mean, the, let's see, the first one to go through it, Josh Jacobs, Jacobs. with the fumble. It, it's not. It was mostly Jacobs' fumble, but I put a lot of that on Carr as well. And listen, Carr's just trying to make a play, no mm -hmm. question about it. He's he's going down. He's getting sacked. It's a third down. He's just trying to get rid of the ball. Jacobs did put his hand up and say, "Hey, I'm I'm available." You know, toss me the ball. But he wanted it in front of him so he could make a little move. Carr didn't have the ability to do that, so he just kind of flipped it back and it went behind him. So Jacob's momentum is moving forward. He tries to go back with one hand and grab it, pull it forward. Maybe would have been ruled incomplete. I'm not sure uh, how that would have played out. But because it was backwards, it turns into a fumble. Um, I don't know that he ever fully had possession of it, but it doesn't matter because it's backwards. So that's just trying to do too much. 
And you don't want to kill a guy for that because you're trying to make a play. And how many times have people criticized, you know, Derek Carr for giving up on plays or, or not trying to take a chance? And now he does take a chance and there's a fumble. So it, it's tough to really say much about that. Although I know Josh Jacobs has had some ball security issues recently. So maybe, you know, you just put that on, hey, take care of the ball. The, the screen pass interception was just atrocious. I mean, in every way. It was questionable decision-making. I mean, it did look like it could have sprung something, but at that point in the half, unless you're pushing the ball downfield, are you really going for it? I, I hate, in that situation, I hate taking a knee, but I also hate kind of surrendering with draws and screens because now you're taking a chance of turning it over without really trying to score. So it's either push the ball downfield or take a knee in that situation, and they went in between. And we, it's actually something, you know, I know people don't watch a whole lot of UNLV football, but it's something we saw a UNLV football team do this year where there was like 20 seconds left and a half. It's a close game. They run a draw, which isn't going to score anyway, and they fumble, and they, they give up points the other way. So um, I, I, I like either going for it or not going for it in that situation, nothing in between, and that was where that turnover was. And then Derek Carr was, you know, he fumbled on a sack, which has yeah. been a recurring issue for Derek Carr. I believe he now leads the league in sacks on fumbles or on fumbles uh, when he is being sacked. Didn't uh, he this coming season. into this year too? Well, over the last, you know, since yeah. he's been in the league, he's he's led the league. But uh, okay. for this year, he is now uh, at the top of that list again. So that's been a recurring issue for sure. Um, and again, you you don't want to fault a quarterback, you know, solely for that. A lot of that's the offensive line. They got to give him time. But in that case, you have to feel the pressure and uh, and get rid of the ball there. So the, all three returners were different. You throw them out, but you just say today. Listen, people wanted to see the defense win this team games. The defense won this game today. They absolutely dominated the Broncos. It was one of the best defensive performances we've seen, I would say, in the last 20 years for the Raiders. It was it was very good start to finish. A lot of that was the Broncos just being horrific offensively. But the Raiders' defense controlled this game. They got the two drives they really needed. And then uh, you know, the, the one drive we don't really talk about, the four-minute drive at the end. You need two first downs, you go get two first downs. And so the offense did what they had to do. They they had the drives when they really, really needed them, the two scoring drives, and then the uh, the game to put it away. And, uh, and and that's that's a formula for winning football against Denver. Probably not a winning formula against the Colts, <laughs> but it's a, a winning formula against Denver, and that's all they needed to do. And just to wrap things up here on the defensive side of the ball, I wanted to talk about a little what you touched on earlier, how um, Drew Locke wasn't really great at managing the game and how the running game was just 13 yards allowed. But was that more in part to them not really attempting much or was it the Raiders making the right adjustments to kind of stop the run? Because that's been an issue with them over the course of the season where they've allowed running backs to kind of have a big day. So what did you think? I think Gus Bradley knew what they were going to try to do uh, with Lockett quarterback. So I think all week they prepared as if that they would try to run the ball with Gordon and Williams and uh, they just couldn't get it done. And, And the more and more you, kind of are stubborn about it and push it, the more I think confidence the Raiders gained in, you know, being up front. Like I said, I thought Crosby was terrific. They got pushed a lot of the day. Um, so I think it was more the Raiders guessed right and prepared uh, correctly for what was going to happen. And they just came out with a great game. Um, Max Crosby showed why he's a pro bowler today. Uh, he was he was terrific. So good job. all. I mean, I'll go back to my original thought. I mean, 18 yards, this is just – that's – uh, laughable. I mean, if you run for that many yards in an NFL game, you just have no chance. I don't care who your quarterback is. I don't care who your team is. Um, so good job by the Raiders. They've played two really good defensive games. And as Adam said, uh, they're going to need a third straight defensive game because they are not going to face a team that's only going to rush for 18 yards next week. 
Um, they have a running back who could go for 18 yards on any given play, plus a lot more. Well, the helicopters are certainly searching for us now. We have to vacate Allegiant Stadium uh, as they hover over. We're searching so. for the Broncos' offense. <laughs> and, uh, and looking for the vultures that may be among the field picking at the carcasses of what was left of them. But that will do it for us here today on the Vegas Nation Post Game Edition. We'll be back with another episode next week from Indianapolis with the crew that's heading out there. But in the meantime, make sure to check out everything that Adam and Ed have put out on today's game, their articles, their columns, uh, all on VegasNation.com and in print. And I'll give everyone a follow as well. Ed Graney, Adam Hill, LVRJ, and I'm at Heidi Fang. Thank you everybody so much for listening. Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite.